0: So we want to get to your calls. I don't want to get distracted. I've been very distracted for the last hour or so. 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. Texting your guy Wingo throughout this or Uh, what? He is uh, Trey Wingo. My friend, Trey Trey Wingo. You don't even know his name. It's true. I'm so rattled by that. You guys just got after me, and he loved it. I'm sure he can't wait to gang up on me with Tausch for not knowing, A, the right phone number to use, and B, that he was living in Hawaii for a portion of the year. Um, but I am blown away by this poll. We're over 1,200 votes, and given the choice on what you believe to be more influential on the Packers seemingly moving on from Rodgers, that they're done with him and sick of what comes with him, or that they're ready for Jordan Love and are convinced how good he will be. 62.1% of you believe that they are it's because they're ready for Love, and they're just convinced as all get out that he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I just don't think you're right. I think you're voting with what you want to be the case, and I just don't think that's the case.
1: Because I, I love th- it when you... That, ch-
0: that changes that much in a year.
1: No, and I think if you just look at it realistically, the dollars always tell you what people think and how they react and what their thoughts are. Green Bay told you everything they needed about a year ago to the day, last, yesterday, a year ago to the day, when they gave Aaron Rodgers the farm. Now... It's Jordan Love is the real answer, and we're moving forward with Jordan. Jordan got better, and you can now make a argument. You couldn't have made an argument that that was the case last year. Now at least you can, and I think we're all kind of all right, man. I hope you're right, because it's gonna. This is your decision. That's when I said when Jordan Love was drafted. This is going to be Goody's. This is his big legacy play. Mhm. And it still isn't play how much time he's going to get with Jordan. I, I don't think if Jordan's not very good next year, I think everybody understands that, but it ain't going to be long because they're going to have Jordan for two years to kind of figure it out and if he's good next year, they'll extend him. If he's not, they got the fifth-year option. You're going to see this unfold the way it does and it's all going to be Brian Gudekunst and Matt LaFleur's jobs that will be depending upon it.
0: 844 3776 And one quick addition. For those that are of the belief that he just thought the, Jordan Love was so, so, so good that he couldn't pass up the opportunity to trade a fourth-round pick to go up and get him, Brian Gutekunst was on the verge of picking Drew Locke at number 12 instead of Rashawn Gary. Okay? Uh, yes. That is a fact. Like, there were internal Slack messages being sent for people to be ready for that. So, again, he might be right about Jordan Love, and if you're a Packers fan, cross your fingers and hope. But I don't know if you can just say, oh, he just knows quarterbacks. he got it right. We'll have to wait and see. That's what we're all going to do. 844-770-3776. Let's talk to Carl in Rhinelander. Hodag country. Carl, thanks for waiting so long. Sorry to keep you waiting, buddy. What you got?
2: Yeah, no worries. So, Okay, here's my two cents. I think it might be more Rodgers. Rodgers is very smart. Very, very smart. I don't know the guy. Obviously, I'm just a huge fan. He plays with a big chip on his shoulder best. I remember when we drafted him, when we got lucky enough... When we drafted him, he said at the draft, wait, San Francisco's going to regret not taking me. Mm-hmm. I think it was four years later, he had a Super Bowl. And then he played, I think his play changed after he won. I don't know if he lost some drive or the chip or what. And then we draft Love. The chip is back. He plays lights out for two years. I mm-hmm. mean, lights out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I'm just wondering if he's not smart enough. Now, I'm not saying he got hurt intentionally or whatever, but what if he, this was all a big plan on his part. To go somewhere else, to leave Green Bay and the GM in a pickle with salary and so on and so forth. Yeah,
0: and and That's and I, get the chip back, right? Because the chip's back.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Go back and go play lights out again. You, you, you earlier you were talking about he's going to take a lot more effort to do what he did in, with the Jets than what he did here because he's familiar with it. But I don't think he cares. He's got his chip back. He's got his motivation. That's, yeah. I wish him all the luck. I really do. Yeah, but his ant- for me as a fan, his antics on the field, the last couple of years, like last year, you look over to sideline and what the, rank right. Are we doing? I'm like, that's not that's not a leader. Sorry, that's not what a leader does on the field.
0: Totally, I I agree, and that's the kind of stuff you get sick of, right? That's and that whether you're and and here's the thing. And thanks for the call, Carl. Thanks for waiting because it was really for us, it was worth you waiting. So we appreciate it. But Taush, those are the kinds of things that factor in, and and these guys are human beings, okay? I don't care how much uh, Brian Gutekunst wants to be able to take emotion out of everything. Um, he's, I'm sure he's better at it than I am, no doubt about it. I'm not good at taking emotion out of things. But he's not a cyborg. And all that other stuff added to not coming to the off season, not doing what they p- believe to be enough to mentor those young guys. And I'm not saying that he's not good with young guys, that he didn't eat pancakes with them and hang out with them at the facility and talk to them and try and teach them. I'm not saying he didn't do any of that. But he clearly didn't do enough or needed to do it in some different ways as opposed to complaining about mental mistakes on Pat McAfee or whatever else. So I'm not absolving him here, but – if you're if you're of the belief that this is purely just a football decision and it's just Jordan Love's going to be really good and we can't wait for him to be the quarterback i, I I'm sorry I don't agree with you I just don't eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six that is the ESPN Wisconsin talking text line um And as, again, as a few people have tweeted, there are more possible outcomes, the Joker man tweets at me. There are more possible outcomes besides perennial contender and basement of the 70s and 80s, my man. Yeah, I I know. But if you look across the league at all the other teams that have not had at quarterback what you've had as a Green Bay Packers fan, there are going to be those years where things go right. Look at the Minnesota Vikings, Tausch, right? Like, what were they, 11-0 and 0 in one-score games?
1: Uh, you end uh, up having playoff, a great yeah. year then. Yeah. Yeah, the problem, the problem with having a quarterback that isn't really good, not, not even saying elite, but really good. And, again, Jordan Love could be really good. He could be elite. He could be Hall of Fame. We don't know. Your margin of error is just so slim. You can't turn the ball over. You you have to play. The way the Chicago Bears won with Urlacher and you know Briggs and that crew was, don't screw up, we'll make plays. Defensively, we'll make a bunch of plays. Well, yeah. the league has changed from then. Yep. You don't see a lot. The, the days of dominant defenses, there's just too many advantages that the offense has. So you better be really good. And we saw this last year. The Packers' offense wasn't good enough because they didn't score enough points. Their red zone stunk. The teams that were in the playoffs, it wasn't the oh, 2000 Ravens, the 85 Bears. It was of the last eight teams, I want to say six or seven were the top offenses that were still left standing. Yeah. That's the way you got to go. So the quarterback is more important now than it's ever been. As far as being a long-term winner, not a one-year. But, yes, the the league, there's there's parity everywhere. You're going to have to win in different ways. And I think the exciting part for Packer fans, if indeed this all happens, is Matt LaFleur is going to be able to do everything he wants offensively. He's going to be able to show his coaching chops. There's not going to be the audibles and all of the other stuff. Jordan Love is coming in with a blank canvas. You paint the picture, you let Jordan kind of sprinkle in some things, but this is going to be you. And that'll be fun to see. I'm sure Matt's excited about that, but I'm also pretty certain he knows what he had in Aaron Rodgers, and it's not going to be the case with Jordan Love, at least not right away.
0: Um, For those that listened to our show and are loyal to it, I'm sure they remember the day that we were on after Ted Thompson passed away. Um, I, know, I haven't been many times where I've gotten emotional on this show, and look, he frustrated the hell out of me at times as a reporter. Um, but I've been going back into the archives for a bunch of stuff lately, Tausch, and um, one of them was, and this is amazing to me, um, me talking to Ted in the locker room after you guys won to go to the Super Bowl in Chicago Uh, First of all, that the general manager was talking. And secondly, of him just watching you guys celebrate. And it was one of my fondest memories. That It kind of jogged my memory of that conversation. But you asked me, what would Ted Thompson do via the Packer ranter who tweeted that. And I actually wrote a story for the State Journal last year in May. um, And it was about what Ted Thompson would have done and how much Goody wished that he was able to go to Ted for advice because it was after Ted had passed away. And uh, the one story that I always like to tell people because I don't think enough people know it, and Bob Harlan, who I, I also just think the world of, was the one who told me this 15 years ago, that in those meetings... That they were having as they were hurtling toward trading Brett Favre to the Jets, and there were certain people in the organization who were really pissed off at Brett Favre. Remember, he had gone Big on. Fight. Remember when he he'd gone on Greta Van Sustern and said some really bad things about Ted, right? Mm-hmm. It was ugly, which has not happened yet and may never happen with this situation. But Bob told me that every time that people started to get really ticked off and say really disparaging things about Favre, the man who told them to stop and reminded them of what it was like to be Brett and how hard it must be for him was Ted Thompson, who was also the guy that after trading Brett Favre, and after Favre had said all these crappy things about him, would text him after his best games in New York and Minnesota And congratulate him. So you ask me, what do I think Ted Thompson would do? Seems like a good question that other people should ask, too. I'll leave it at that. I want to get some more of your texts, plus we've got our friend Trey Wingo coming up. Did you see this day coming this way? I thought we'd be, like, at least at some point talking about how the Badgers lost to Ohio State last night. Glad we don't have to. Whoa,
3: Nelly! Ah!
0: I am glad we don't have to. We'll continue the conversation next. It's Wilde and Tausch. This is
3: Wilde and Tausch, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella today. 855-PELLA-WI and online at pellawi.com slash radio.
0: My good friend Trey, don't call me Troy Wingo, scheduled to join us uh, from Hawaii where he lives part of the year. Coming up, so let's get to one more call so we can be ready for Trey. Let's talk to Ed in Madtown. Ed, good morning. Welcome to Wilde and Towsh. How are you, buddy?
4: Hey guys, finally I get back online line with you guys. I- Listen, um, we've been talking about this to ad nauseum, but everybody's got to take. I feel that like Aaron Rodgers had grievances with the Packer organization and with his wide receivers. And we always say, oh, how refreshing. We have a quarterback that is so outspoken, and he's trying to shed light into his inner world. I'm, I've grown kind of old to, to know that stuff, and actually for him to air his grievances, which we really don't know really to, do to this day, for this 2023, because we knew his grievances last year. But I don't think, I I don't want a quarterback that is always airing grievances, and then he's holding us kind of on hold for what his future are going to be. And that's kind of where I go. And I just don't think he's really into the Green Bay um, organization as much as we all like to think he might be. He says he loves the fans. He loves the fans. He loves some of the guys on the team. But his actions don't speak it especially when he's pointing out and he's doing all these sidebars um, on his McAfee show and so on. So, yeah.
0: I, again, it's... Ed, Ed, I would just say this, because I agree with you. I, I think there's a difference between being honest and open and giving us a look behind the curtain and throwing guys under the bus that you work with at the same time like i am sure just to apply it to our show i'm sure there's things i do that irritate the hell out of tausch mm. but if he no, <laughs> he no i know i know and and oh, newsflash it it's, i know it sounds uh, crazy no. <laughs>
1: newsflash goes both ways but no it, yeah, oh, what, do yeah. I, what besides interrupting you a lot what like else right would now? i possibly no. do yeah <laughs> My point is, is
0: that and, and thanks for the call, Ed, We appreciate you. But my point is, is that you can give glimpses and explain how things work, and that, and not say things like, after you throw the the final pass as a Packer, potentially as an interception, instead of saying, "Yeah, uh,
4: I, uh,
0: it was a bad throw by me," to say the final three play calls stung. I like, don't do that. I'm asking you, don't do that. It just fuels. It gives people ammunition that already don't like you to say, look what a bad teammate this guy is. Instead of owning the interception he threw at the end of a game that could have sent them to the playoffs, instead he complains about the play call that it came on. Right? Don't give your enemies, don't hand them ammunition. And he does that, in my opinion, more often than he should. And I would say that to his face. That is not me talking behind his back.
1: CJ. You need to be Aaron Rodgers CJ. I, A- I A- think AJ. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Let's get ready for Trey Wingo. It's like 7.30 in the morning in Hawaii, have if we, my math is correct. Have we ever had someone on the show from Hawaii before? I don't know. But we'll find
3: out next. It's Will Dean Tausch. This is Will Dean Tausch, driven by Zimbrick Chevrolet in Sun Prairie on 100.5 ESPN. See their full inventory at ZimbrickChevrolet.com. Follow me.
4: Everything is on.
0: See his work with the 33rd team, with Caesars Sportsbook, with the Pro Football Network, on the Half Forgotten History Podcast, on PGA Tour Live. But more importantly, he's my friend who I didn't know where he lived these days. And a longtime friend of our show, one of the all-time greats in our business, and a wonderful guy who is stupid enough to agree to wake up bright and early in Maui and talk to us. It is Trey Wingo on Wilde and Tausch. Hello, my
3: friend. How are you? Jason, I'm doing wonderful, and don't feel bad. I thought for years your name was Jason Wilde, so it really doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) Feel the love. Feel the
3: love.
0: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of feeling the love, uh, Jordan, love, and the love for you, because you were the one who really started this snowball, or in Taush's case, this volcano. Wait till you hear him talk about his concerns about how long you can survive touching magma. Um, That really started this with your tweet late one night a few nights ago. Not late for you because you're four hours behind us about yeah. Rodgers talking to the Jets. And now here we are. We got Diana Rossini saying that it, they're on the brink of a trade. Like, What's it been like from your perspective as you've watched this all unfold?
3: Well, first of all, it's really funny because, you know, I just... You, you'd heard all these things and, and uh, you know, well, the Jets are very interested and all this kind of stuff. So I just reached out to someone that I... No, and said, "Hey, what do you know?" And he said, "Actually, uh, they're meeting in about 20 minutes." And I'm like, "Oh, okay," and and that's how it started. So, I it's, it's funny because the time difference, you know, is I think I put out there on Monday night at like 7:30 our time here, and which would have been 11:30 there and 12:30 on the East Coast, and you know, crashed pretty soon after that, and then I woke up the next morning. And, uh, the capacity on my phone had reached its maximum. Um, there was a lot of people that were suddenly very interested in wanting to know, including someone named Jason Wild, who had DM'd me on Twitter, saying, did you change your number? I'm like, dude, I had the same number for five years.
0: Indeed.
1: <laughs> so, Trey, you, you get that info, and I guess we're sitting here, and after Goody spoke to the Beat guys down at the Combine, yeah and got into the fact that you, you started seeing that it wasn't a certainty that if Aaron Rodgers decides to play, he would be back in Green Bay. Now, when you put that out there and then the Woody Johnson flies out there, I guess how did we get here? How did we get to this point, in your opinion? Is this more the Jordan Love development and the Packers ready to move, or is it the uh, Packers just sick, of Aaron
3: Rodgers? I think it's that we got here in April of 2020 when the Packers yeah. moved up in the first round to take Jordan Love. I mean, that started all of this, right? That started everything uh, that, that, has, that has that has followed, you know, and the question of whether or not Aaron was going to go back in 2020. I mean, there were some uh, concerns there, and then last year, you know, uh, the whole deal with uh, with Aaron and, and uh, you know, if Randall Cobb doesn't come back, which I reported I don't sign him, he's not going to go, and He was there. He was in the locker room. And I mean, this has been this has been two and a half, almost three years in the making now. Um, And you know, if if you're the Packers, you almost have to try and, and play Jordan Love this year because it'll be year four of his rookie deal, and you need to know whether or not you're going to pick up that fifth year option. So. I think, you know, and Andrew Brandt, who obviously has been with the Packers for a long time and and had been, uh, had been, and is a good friend of mine, and said he believed all along the plan was to move on from Aaron, from Green Bay's perspective, uh, after the 2022 season. And here we are, after the 2022 season. They need to know whether or not they have the next Aaron Rodgers slash Brett Favre or just a comparable uh, capable starting quarterback in in Jordan Love before they decide whether or not to pick up that fifth year option. So uh, this always seemed like it was going to be the natural moving on point. And, and from what you talked about, Goody and what the, he was talking to the B guys at the combine, you know the last two years has been whatever Aaron wants we will do. Whatever ha- whatever we're going to do, they are not giving off those vibes at all. You know they're they're trying to to maintain some sense of civility here, but I think there's a real likelihood that they would prefer. At this point, to move on and, and see what they have instead of going through this for two more years
0: yeah there's no doubt that that's the vibe you 're a thousand percent right
3: uh Trey, who did you what
0: football team did you grow up rooting for
3: Well, this is going to go over well in Madison. Uh, I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, my uh, parents were both from Texas, and we lived overseas for a few years and when I came back, the first football game I ever saw was a Monday night game where the Dallas Cowboys just beat the crap out of the then St. Louis Cardinals, and I was like, oh, okay, and that was a time when they were really good, so yeah, I grew up a, a huge Dallas Cowboys
0: So, I, I obviously, I grew up a Packers fan now that I'm a professional, I don't root for or against them, but I have very distinct memories of my youth of them not being very good and yes. I, I, I I tweeted this out of the 70s Yeah, yeah, and and a good chunk of the 80s, right? 8-8 and was like, hey, well, at least they won as many as they lost. Um, And they had some fun offenses, and it was cool, right? I mean, John Jefferson and James Lofton and Paul Kaufman, I loved it. Lynn Dickey, Jesse's favorite quarterback. But And I'm not saying that we're on the precipice of the 70s and 80s, but – if you are an NFL fan that doesn't live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or Madison, or followed the Packers for the last 30 years, if you followed another team and you experienced the quarterbacking that most teams face during that, time, during that long of a window, if you were a Packers fan, would you be worried about the pendulum swinging and there being a market correction here toward things aren't going to go very well because you just had Favre and Rodgers for three decades?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of the the whole thing, right? Like, outside of Favre to Rodgers, Montana to Young, and Manning to Luck until he retired, I don't know if there's been a better transition from one quarterback to the other. And now the Packers are hoping it happens again. And, you know, if they do, God bless them. You know, that's phenomenal. But, you know, to to your point, let's let's assume for a second that Aaron does leave, right? So... Aaron getting the contract he wanted last year because of two-time MVP and then number one seed, even though they fell in the playoffs, then went both to San Francisco. He had the hammer to ask for whatever he won, and he got the big deal. That big deal cost them Devontae Adams. So it brought Aaron back for at least one more year. And then that one year was we don't make the playoffs. I'm curious how the, the legend – or the legacy of Aaron Rodgers will be remembered in Green Bay if his final two years are cost us our best receiver, and then we pay him out the yin yang, and we only get it for one year. We don't make. The
1: yeah, that's that's a fair question. And since you broke this and you're you know out in front of all this stuff, what do you think if this deal goes through? And I think all of us now are pretty much assuming it is. Seems a little too easy. I feel like there's more to the story coming. But what do yeah. you think the Jets will have to give up? And do you think the Jets are going to say, hey, you gave Aaron this big deal. They're going to have to take all that salary on. What's your best guess as far as what this is going to cost the New York Jets to get Aaron Rodgers to come well, over?
3: That's a really – I mean, you're right. that there There is still a lot of moving – besides just Aaron saying, okay, I'm, a, I'm willing to do this. And now we have to figure out – the financials now it, it, it is better for the Packers if they move on from Aaron for the contract this year as opposed to next year because the, yep. the, the cap hit next year would be disastrous because of those two dummy years in the deal so but if you're the Jets I mean you, you've already showed your hand right you couldn't be more desperate <laughs> in terms of wanting to get him. so you know I mean you, you, what are you gonna do go back to oh Zach we were just kidding you're still our guy you know that's not gonna happen so that they having, in negotiations, this is known as open kimono, you know, here, here's all I got. It's right oh here. God, come on. <laughs> and, oh and uh, you know, and they, 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 have, they have to do whatever is necessary to get this deal done. Now, if Rogers says, yes, so the, the, all the pressure is really on the jets to find a way to seal the deal here. Because if you go through all this and you don't get them because you can't work out the deal. That's
0: disastrous i I am very curious to see how because both and 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 the imagery of open kimono is going to stay with me for a long time but um, <laughs> they're Trey they're both kind of in that mode though right like everybody yeah. and their brother knows that goody is sick and tired of him and wants to move on and wants to and they want to get to Jordan Love so the Packers don't want him anymore. The Jets want him more than life itself. How are they I'll be curious because I've seen, you know, I think it was Albert Breer that first broached this, that there's a strong belief that they won't even have to give up their first round pick for him this year. And if that turns out to be the case, and then you juxtapose that with what you just said, that a year ago, after a second straight MVP, you could have traded him to Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos for the hall that the Broncos yep. gave the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, and now you're not even going to get a first for a Hall of Famer? If that turns out to be That's the case. Problem. And then if you have the money ball part of, you know, my favorite scene where they're in the batting cage and uh Brad Pitt is talking to David Justice, talking about how, you know, Steinbrenner's paying half your salary to play against you, like, if yeah. they actually have to pick up some of this salary
3: too to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, I huh, think that's going to play that's, not well in Madison. <laughs> Great Manhattan, not well in Madison at all. And yeah, I, I agree. It's it, look the, the the larger point of all sides agreeing to do the deal is much less difficult than how to finish this deal, right? Right. And that that's the devil is always in the details. So. They can, you know, the Jets can say they're getting more optim- optimistic and the Packers can say, yeah, we, we feel like this is going to happen, but you got to get this thing across the finish line. And there's going to have to be uh, some give and take on both sides that is really unusually uh, rare in, in these type of situations.
1: So, Trey, do you think it's the Jets or Bust? Is there another team that you think might sneak in here? Because it, as Jason just mentioned, the Packers have shown their hand. The Jets have shown their hand. Is there somebody else that could slip in here if maybe all those details don't get worked out in the fashion they need to before the league year starts?
3: Well, there's always the Raiders. I mean, they need a quarterback, and Devontae Adams isn't there. Right. You know? Um, but then, you know, listen, it then has to become – if you're Aaron, like if you're really doing this, you need to believe you're going to a place that can win and win right away, Right. Because what, what's the point otherwise why, like why would you why would you do this and leave after 15 years as a starting quarterback uh, of one of the premier franchises in the NFL unless you're going to a place that you think has everything necessary to win now and you know there's one team that I think fits that bill perfectly, but I don't think they have interest and for reasons I cannot understand, I don't think he has it. and that's San Francisco like he, you can't make a better situation where someone goes for a year and you have Christian McCaffrey and you have arguably the best offensive line in football and you have an suffocating defense and you have a really good head coach and you have workable wide receivers. um, But, you know, they don't seem interested in him, and he still is in his feelings about them not drafting him back in 2005. And I just don't get that at all. I think it's short-sighted on both sides because – We still don't know what Trey Lance is. Rock Purdy is six months away from beginning his rehab after the surgery. You need someone to come in there right away with a ready-built team. And, you know, sort of, if Aaron Rodgers went to the 49ers, they'd be the number one favorite in the NFC tomorrow, you know? And both sides don't seem to want to do that for reasons that I cannot begin to understand.
0: Well, and and let's be honest, if we're going to rewind 15 years to 2008, if there's any team that would fit the Minnesota Vikings' suit of not wanting Brett Favre to go to Minnesota, it is the 49ers, who the Packers think tampered with him a couple of years ago. Matt LaFleur, right. Matt LaFleur's brain will explode if Kyle Shanahan yeah. gets Aaron Rodgers and goes and wins a Super Bowl with
3: him. So Yeah, the thing I don't know that Kyle is really in love with the idea. Look at all the quarterbacks Kyle has had, right? Yeah. Whether it's Jimmy or Trey or Brock. He likes to control the quarterback, okay? Yes. And you're not doing that with this guy. That's uh no. not happening. <laughs> no, you're not.
0: Trey, we think the world of you. I call you a friend, even if I didn't know where you were. Um, I hope we get to do this more often. Uh yeah. During the time that you're not in Hawaii, so you don't have to get up quite so early to talk to us. Last thing for you. As yep. you watched this whole thing unfold, and with given your history with the NFL, I mean, you hosting NFL Live, and all you've covered this for a really long time. We first met at an NFL meetings, I think, in Arizona or Florida one year. Yep,
3: absolutely.
0: I, I'm curious, have you ever seen a player quite like Aaron Rodgers? And I'm not talking about his ability to throw the football, but all the superfluous stuff that comes with him.
3: He, what, what, what did Murph say about him? He's a complicated fella. Indeed, is that the line? He's I a mean, complicated that, fella. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, he still, his family still doesn't know what they did to piss him off. You know what I mean? He hasn't talked to them in forever. So, yeah, there's he's he's different. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying he's different, and you gotta you gotta be able to deal with all that stuff. And I will leave you with one thing though: like, let's assume, and and Tausch, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I don't know if we're going up against clock or not, but let's assume Uh, we never pay attention to to the clock. Oh, good, (laughs) screw it then. Okay, so let's let's assume he goes to the Jets, right? Can you remember Mm -hmm. a wider talent gap in starting quarterbacks at any other time between the two conferences? If Aaron goes to the Jets. You have Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, allegedly, and Aaron Rodgers in the AFC. Who are the top three quarterbacks in the NFC? Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins. Like, who are the top quarterbacks <laughs> mm-hmm. in the a- NFC? It, I, if this goes down, I don't think I've ever seen a wider disparity in top quarterback talent between the two conferences in my life.
1: Yeah, I. I still, you're 100% right, I still wonder, Aaron Rodgers still has a a trick up his sleeve, and if he retires and sits out until August, nobody's going to buy that he's actually still retired. That's where the San Francisco's or teams that quarterback is in play, Green Bay has moved on. I still think there's more to this story, but if we're looking, we will be waiting for a Trey Wingo tweet to tell us which way this wind is blowing.
3: Well, we'll find out one way or the other pretty soon, guys, I would imagine.
0: We love you, buddy. Thanks for making time for us.
3: You got it, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care.
0: That is the great Trey Wingo on Maui time very early talking to us.
1: We forgot to ask Something. him if the wave's crashing. We forgot background. to ask him if we could rent his house.
0: I, don't, I did not forget that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> he, he, think – I didn't get the vibe Trey's real interested in having you and Becca and t- Tier 1 Tyler – Sucking down bubblers uh at his it's house our honeymoon. For six days. I'm not inviting Tier One Tyler for the honeymoon. Are you sure? Are you sure?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no conversational okay. segue away from <laughs> yeah, that. I am sure. <laughs> we'll wrap things up
3: next. It's Will D. and Touch. This is Wilde and Tausch, brought to you by Grassland Butter. Grassland Dairy is Wisconsin. Learn more at grasslandbutter.com.
0: As always, to our friend Trey Wingo, I think were those those were waves, right? Those yeah, were waves on crashing beach. on the beach
1: as he talked to us. Yeah, That's a flex. It's an awesome flex. I just was he out for like a beachside walk? As uh, he was talking, he, he probably didn't want to wake head? up, old girl. I don't know who he all has out in, in a Maui, kimono. Buddies. Was he in a kimono? It's it's seven thirty in the morning out there. He's probably you're on vacation. Yeah, I just chilling. Uh,
0: if you missed our conversation with Trey, you'll find it on Wisconsin On Demand, presented by Grubel Office's One Call. That's all. Thanks to David and his team for supporting the show and for supporting Wisconsin On Demand, Grubel Office's One Call. That's all. All right, Tausch, It's 11:55 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, when I say this next week, by the way, I'd have to say daylight time. Don't we move forward this weekend?
1: Oh, yeah, daylight I think, savings. No, I think Congress passed something that we're not
0: doing. I, don't, I think we're you missed it. <laughs> Thanks, Biden.
1: Okay. Um, so I'd be curious,
0: what happens in the next 24 hours, you think?
1: Um, I, I wonder if we're going to first hear a Rodgers I'm playing next year to kind of reset the tone. And then tomorrow we get news that he's going to the Jets. Or, again, man, just like Trey was saying, I just think there's more stuff to work out. I don't think this is as cut and dried. You yeah. can be on the precipice or the brink, and that doesn't mean you get there. Yeah. I think it's going to happen, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be as smooth. And with all that said, 1230, we're going to probably get a call that we got to jump back on air.
0: Wouldn't this be an all-time choke by the Jets if they don't get this done? Like for like Trey was saying, as much as they've said, all the players are campaigning. Like, how bad would it look
1: for them if they don't get Aaron Rodgers at this point? Uh, no, it'll look bad. Uh, they've definitely decided not to go Derek Carr. They decided. I just still have a sneaking suspicion that Aaron Rodgers is going to take some time, retire, and then unretire. I don't think it's as easy as this. That would be, if you're looking for the wildy treatment, the added drama, you ain't going to get more drama than saying, I'm going to retire then. He can go do whatever he wants until mid-June. He can jump on and say, I got an itch. My itch needs to be scratched. Who's willing to scratch me?
0: Don't be Who's shocked if that's willing what I'm to doing? scratch me? Open kimono. That's it for us today. Have a great day. Take care. Be good.
3: Miss any of today's episode of Wildey and Touch? Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin? Commercial-free, full-show podcasts are available free on Wisconsin On Demand.